Chapter 19 of No Quarter. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. No Quarter by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter 19 In the Midst of a Mob. The people who had followed the soldiers were still outside the haw haw a file of troopers having been stationed by its gate to prevent the passing through they could easily have sprung over out of the fosse but for some reason seemed not to care for it lunsford after dismounting had rushed up into the porch but too late to hinder the shuttering of the door at which he was now thundering and threatening to adopt the alternative he had been dared to we shall certainly break it in he cried out in a loud voice if not opened instantly this eliciting no response from inside he added burst it in man knock it to pieces at which the sergeant and a file of troopers now also in the porch commenced hammering away with the butts of their dragon muzzled muskets but they might as well have attempted to batter down the walls themselves not the slightest impression could they make on the strong oaken panels they were about to desist when something besides that caused them suddenly to suspend their strokes lunsford himself commanding it he at the same time sprang down from the porch and back to his saddle calling on them to do likewise odd as it might seem his abrupt abandonment of the door-breaking design there was no mystery in it a cry sent up by the crowd of people had given him notice of something new and that something he now saw in the shape of four horsemen sweeping round from the rear of the house these were also outside the haw-haw having crossed it by another causeway at back a second shout greeted them as they got round to the front and drew bridle in the midst of the crowd a cheer in which new voices joined those of the rardine men just arrived upon the ground foresters cried sir richard as they gathered in a ring around him will you allow ambrose powell to be plundered your best friend and by sir john wintower your worst enemy no never that we won't answered a score of voices well the soldiers you see there are sir john's from lindley though wearing the king's uniform we know em too well have seen their ugly faces afore first sir john and the king too were some of the responses showered back then one delivering himself in less disjointed but equally ungrammatical phrase took up the part of spokesman saying we've never had a hour of peace since sir john wintower hey been headman o de forest ye've robbed us of our rights that be old as the forest itself keeps on robbin us claims the mines and the timber and the grazin as all his own and the deer too yes the deer the wild animals as should belong to everybody free-born o the manner of saint bribles i'm that myself and stand up here afore ye all to make protest against his usurpants that the speaker was rob wild might be deduced from allusion to the deer 
pronounced with special emphasis and he it was we join you in your protest rob and'll stand by you cried one yes all of us exclaimed another and we'll help you enforce it came from a third if need be now on the spot we only want someone as'll show us the way tell us what to do at this all eyes turned on sir richard though personally a stranger to most of them all knew him by name and something more knew how he had declared for parliament and people against king and court and that it was no mere private quarrel between him and sir john wintower which had caused him to speak as he had done there be the gentlemen who'll do all that said rob pointing to the knight the man to help us in getting back our rights and redressing our wrong if he can't nobody else can but he can and will he had told some of us as much another huzzah hailed this declaration for they knew rob spoke with authority and their excitement rose to a still higher pitch when the knight responding said my brave foresters thanks for the confidence you give me i know all your grievances and am ready to do what i can to help you in writing them and it had best begin now on the spot as some one has just said are you ready to back me in teaching these usurpers a lesson ready that we be every man o us try us and see only let's hay the word from you sir and we'll fall on em at once we're foresters we ain't afeard o no soldiers not sich roars as them anyhow enough cried the knight his eyes aglow as with triumph already achieved for now he felt assured of it over two hundred of the foresters against less than a sixth of that number of lunsford's hirelings he had no fear for the result if fight they must so when he placed himself at their head with eustace trevor by his side their two armed attendants behind and rode up to the gate guarded by the two troopers he made no request for these to open it and let them pass in but a demand with sword unsheathed and at back a forest of pikes to enforce it the guards at once gave way had they not in another instant they would have been hoisted out of their saddles on the blades of weapons with shafts ten feet long alive to this danger they briskly abandoned their post giving the foresters free passage through the gate during all this time the ex-lieutenant of the tower had scarce moved an inch from the spot where he remounted his horse when he saw the four horsemen coming round the house heard the enthusiastic shout hailing them at the same time caught sight of the pikes and the barbed halberds whose blades of steel gleamed above the heads of the huzzahing crowd his heart sank within him for this brutal monster bloody lunsford as he afterwards came to be called was craven as cruel he had swaggered at the front door as inside the parliament house by the king's command but there was no king at his back now and his swaggering forsook him on the instant 
he knew something of the character of the foresters his raw recruits knew them better at a glance saw his troop overmatched and if it came to fighting would be overpowered but there was no fight either in himself or his following and all sat in their saddles sullen and scowling but cowed-like as wolves just taken in a trap End of chapter 19 recording by john brandon